Hey, this is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today, of course, is Hans. Yes. Um, I'm very full because I had to uh, shovel my food in like five minutes before we started recording this because I will not be able to. Yeah, Hans is on his lunch, lunch break right now, Jake. So, oh, oh, shit. This is an extremely <laughs> early show for us. How are you doing? Mm. Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm good, thanks. Busy, but I'm always good. Well, I like the background. Did you do that that drawing of that that alien in the background? No, it's a lie, actually. Look. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, it was a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I've been really big on the creepy pastas lately. You recommended some good ones to me. Oh, I fucking love them, man. I, I go to sleep listening to them. It's kind of probably not good for my brain, but it just zones me out. Yeah, it, that's all I listen to after like the hours of of. 8 or 11 o'clock once the lights are off it's just like all right i gotta see i gotta try and dig up some like reddit posts that sound legitimate enough and i get pissed off you have to have like a little bit like if when they're too ridiculous it's like nah but it's like maybe if there's one percent maybe i'm involved you know yeah a hundred percent see and as soon as i go oh there was an old woman at my window and she had the biggest smile and then she had a knife in her i'm like i'm out this this is fake come on There's some child's <laughs> story time. I'm I'm fed up with this. Seriously um, though, like some of the best storytelling I've seen on the internet is like weird green texts. You know, like some of them are fucking. These days, there's not been a good one for a while, but like you know, maybe like ten years ago, just incredible stuff, like really cool stuff. Do you have a favorite How among much? those? There was one I can't remember the name of it, but it's about. It's kind of it's about like a house that. <laughs> No one can find, but when they're in there, they kind of can't get out of it, which sounds like, obviously, it's like bullshit. But the way it's done, it's told throughout. It was actually, it wasn't a creepy creepypasta on 4chan, um, but it was told throughout, like, it was on, like, BB message boards, and it was told through, like, excerpts from emails. It was kind of like the original ARG. I'll have to find the name of it and send it to you. It's about three hours long, but it's fucking brilliant. And it never ended. The guy that did it just gave up, so no one actually knows what happened, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't even know what an ARG was until I started getting into this rabbit hole. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Then, then I just dismissed like half of the ones I believed before that. Like, yeah, nah, that's yeah. just an elaborate fucking yeah, yeah, game yeah. online. You're like, why um, would anyone go to this effort? And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, you know, well, I've also been on like a true crime quick, uh, kick lately. We did a show recently on angst, which was on uh, Warner Niesick. I don't know if you know who that guy is, but he's, he's just a basic cool. psychopath. Yeah. Okay, it I'll was, uh, uh, it was, it was, I don't know if, you, if, if it would be your cup of tea necessarily. It goes a little too, love true crime. too deep into horror. Maybe. Haas, what do you think? Do you think it's more horror or more true crime? Uh, it's more true crime. I don't think it, there's, it's not horrific because he's not a ruthless killer. He's kind of sloppy. He's kind of dumb. He's kind of uh, not great at killing, uh, but he's, he is crazy. And the story is told through his voice. So it's his narration uh, justifying what he does. So it's kind of That's it's kind of cool. cool the way that yeah. that it's done. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it goes into horror. Really. No, nah, well, I mean like it's it, kind of it gets bloody. It's, it's very funny. Bloody. When, yeah, okay, that one scene. But when he's trying to like hurt other people, it's kind of funny because he's just not very good at it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it was banned in all throughout Europe. I guess in 1982 when it was released. Yeah. It was uh, and it, I I found it very funny. It's on Tubi. I don't know if you guys have Tubi in the UK. It's like the free. Yeah. It's it's uh it's an underrated service, but like Indian or something, right? 
I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But <laughs> X, X is a pretty solid flick, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, the dog lives, which is always a plus. I was very convinced that dog was oh, going to get fucking stomped out. There's a, there's a family mm-hmm. dog. The dog makes it through. So that's, that's always great. Oh, wait. Great. Did, you, did you say X or angst? angst? Angst. Angst is... No, don't watch X. X is horrible. Yeah, I saw you guys... Talking about that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. No, I recommended one time. I said, Jake, you're going to really enjoy this Ty West film, The Sacrament. And then I log on Letterboxd, it's half a star. This is big fucking piece <laughs> of shit. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong there. Uh, we are talking about a 2022 film today, though. We're talking about, and this is like a big old redo, because we did what? Like two hours, uh, Hans, on, originally on Ted K. And... Then I found out my computer audio was was plugged in. It was not my microphone. That was mm. a big waste of time. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about that. But I also want to get into like just Ted Kaczynski in general and Ted Kaczynski uh, media, which is maybe like a good branch point from the creepypasta true crime stuff. Uh, wasn't he just diagnosed with cancer recently? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote some letter. Someone wrote him a letter and they were like, oh, you know, I hope you'll look forward to whatever. And he was like, no, I won't because I'm dying of cancer. <laughs> like, it wow, was really like, yeah, it was just like, no, I won't. I've got cancer and it's terminal. Like, it was just very like to the point. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> really autistic was... response. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like> very... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that, I mean, how well versed on just Ted Kaczynski media or, or adaptations or, or whatever are you? Cause I know there was um, the, the manhunt show that was very popular a few years back and I watched a couple of episodes of that. Uh, I have, I'm not, I didn't see the entire series, but it was more of a peripheral thing to me because my girlfriend was watching it and mm-hmm. I was just absorbing bits and pieces, but it seemed very just like basic cable you know uh, yeah it was know. all right um I, I i so i've read i got really interested in ted kaczynski long time ago and then there was this kind of ted kaczynski revival about five years ago now which i wrote an article about for wired where like there was kind of a renewed interest in his kind of ideology um and you know the attacks and stuff and so i got really into it at that and i, I kind of i'd read the i'd read his manifesto before and then i read it again and then i started reading like all of his work basically um technological society i think no technological slavery like all these other books he'd written so i got quite into it not from like it wasn't like oh yeah i believe this but there were certain elements that i'm like yeah he's actually really white here you know what i mean and and i know that even some of his biggest critics kind of have to admit like he, he was kind of right with this so quite a lot I read into. Um, and then, yeah, off the back of that, I kind of watched quite a bit. Anything that was like, you know, Ted Kaczynski fictionalized or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. Like, I'm interested in it. Um, like even the um, Cowboy Bebop, like, you know, uh, episode where it's very obviously based on Ted Kaczynski. Um, Teddy Boy, I think the episode is called. I watched that full series that you're on about, Manhunt. It was kind of like lame, but it actually kind of got to quite a good point where there were certain elements i thought it was going to do a real cowardice like this guy is bad everything he did was bad which don't get me wrong you know blowing up random people is obviously bad but they they kind of went they took like a little left turn at one point and kind of at least the main character is kind of like yeah um he was right about certain things and they really did it in quite a clever way there's a weird kind of scene where they're at a stoplight um where they're the guy is driving and there's no other cars there and he's like, why? Like, he can see for miles. He's like, why the fuck am I waiting? Because the red light told me to, which, you know, might seem kind of childish. But when you watch it, the point is there, you know. So, yeah, it was all right. And there's been some decent stuff. 
been some terrible stuff, but yeah, it's, there's a lot out there. Is there anything that stands out as like especially bad for uh, trying to paint a, a, a vision of that? I mean, I, I can't even remember the name of it, but you know, there there's a lot of like kind of late 2000s, um, probably like Discovery Channel or History Channel documentaries, you know, like Unabomber the Maniac or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like we get it, you know, he killed people, he bombed, like that's, you know, there's only so many times you can be like, <gasps> it's like, we get that. Now let's find out the very interesting parts of why he did it, you know, and they never really get there. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, there's like very pro cop stuff, which is like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, which is kind of funny because the cops couldn't find him until his brother snitched on him. Um, right. But yeah, you know, there's some rubbish shit like that. But generally, like, for example, this film, like Ted K, I thought was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, before we, what do you think about his brother snitching on him? Because I have mixed feelings about that. I kind of, you know, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, look, he shouldn't have been killing people, but that's that's your brother. Yeah. I, mean. I know, right? There's that like, I'm like, yeah, of course, you, you know, you know, this guy is like hitting random targets, to be honest, by the end of it. But then there's that thing inside you where it's like, oh, man, you can't snitch on your brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't it that his wife was like this overbearing bitch that would. Yeah, uh, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Well, of course, an emasculated hair. man. Yeah. Mrs. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, has yeah. to marry his mom. And then, yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, they were going to like live in the cabin. Like they were both going to live that lifestyle, like, you know, like outdoorsman, that kind of stuff. And then I think the brother just got with the wife and was like, fuck that. Because obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's probably nicer to have like a family and shit than just, live, you know, like shit in the woods every day. But yeah. not not to say that I, I think there's anything wrong with that lifestyle. I think it's actually great. But like, you know, it's quite clear, obvious why this his brother, it just wasn't for him. You know, he's like, right, fuck it, I've got a wife now, whatever. So I think I think that would caused a lot of resentment. Uh, and yeah, apparently it was like, you know, the brother and the wife both found the, the handwriting and she's like, you got to grass him in, man. Like, get rid of him. Uh, what did you think of Charlotte Copley as the Ted Kaczynski character in this film? Because I thought he did a, a very good job. He was probably, I mean, you had to have an actor capable of like being able to carry a weird amount of range. And I think Charlotte O'Copley is a dude who's been slept on for, for, I mean, maybe a decade now since he first popped up in district nine and hasn't really been used well in many movies. And this kind of just allows him to flex his acting, acting muscles a little bit um, throughout this, this stretch of time. Well, I, I didn't even realize that it was that guy until like, quite a while into the, the film i was like i know this actor like this guy i think he's amazing man i thought he was so good and he actually plays like ted kaczynski really well like the voice is on point the kind of like frenetic energy that he has you know like he's kind of all over the place from what i've read anyway you know from what i understand him to be like um and he wasn't playing like I felt like he didn't play a lunatic. He just played like a guy that's got some issues, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, Tekazinski wasn't a lunatic lunatic in that sense. Um, he was very politically motivated. It wasn't like mental illness motivating him, in my opinion. It was a very specific set of goals, which he, you know, he stood by for his whole life. Um, so I felt like he'd really, he got that, you know what I mean? He's like, this is like a weird guy, but, you know, he's not a total maniac. Um, I loved it, man. I thought he was really good. The best, the re best representation I've seen, like that, that manhunt Unabomber, the Ted and that is too like Darth Vader-ish, you know, like kind of a bit evilly, and it's like, no, man. Like, Who did they get for that? That was Paul Bettany, wasn't Fish. it? Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, from uh, yeah, not, from, uh, he, look, he's not bad, but he's not Charlotte Copley. 
I yeah. guess. And Charlton Copley, look, Charlton, like, he's not even amazing. But, you know, in I this film, the, the, I think he's very good. The problem with Charlton Copley, I feel like it's uh, the projects that he's picked or that they picked him for, because a lot of them are very, very cartoony, very hard to believe. Like that. Oh, yeah, he's boy, horrible. Villain. Old boy. He becomes yeah. like a 2D Looney Tunes character. In, in yeah, that yeah I've not seen the remake. Uh, don't. Oh, it's just fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, the here, here, there's a lot of range with what he does because there's a, there, it goes from uh, just him by himself and his ideas or whatever, but then he also has these manic moments too in between where you don't really know if he's actually seeing the things that he's seeing or not. Uh, and and uh, the the quiet moments, I think, were the, the ones where you, you really see here his performance brief. And, and show like a little bit of more range, even though how many lines could he have in this movie? Not even what, like 20, maybe 50 mm. lines, if that. Like he doesn't really talk to anyone. He's just mostly on his own. Or uh, but phone. it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he played like frustration really well as well. Like, I get, not that I'm a, <laughs> a fucking male bomber, <laughs> but like, I get, like, get that level of like frustration over something that no one else cares about. You know what I mean? When I watched that, I was like, yeah, but I get that, like, fucking, like, the receiver on the phone won't go down, you know, like, the things that shouldn't bother a normal person, like, you know, and I feel like he got that quite well. I thought that was good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I liked him a lot. I, I think I haven't seen him in anything since District 9, to be honest, so I don't know what he's like normally. Well, he's done a couple of films with Neil Blomkamp. He did uh, Chappie. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't watch yeah. Chappie. That was, uh, what, what was it, Die Antwoord? They were trying Die to Antwoord. Like an, uh, Bro, a fucking story has come out about them today. They've been, like, enslaving children. Like, they're fucking insane, bro. Like, oh, the, Jesus Christ. Yeah, every every like single show we do with you, it's always, some, somehow it comes back to enslaving children. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss to not note that, you know, we're talking about Ted Kaczynski, very anti-technology, or, or yeah, man. And today's a big day. For Twitter, because you're a blue check, are you worried at all about this? This Elon Musk takeover at all? Do you think you're going to lose oh. that precious blue check, Jake? Probably. I mean, it, it's like whatever. I mean, it's just bullshit after bullshit. I mean, the idea that Elon Musk is a harbinger of free speech is hilarious. Um, you know, he he's done some of the biggest work to stop people in his warehouses speaking out about the mistreatment of them via him you know um he actually stopped a journalist buying a tesla once because the journal slagged him off like online like the guy is an absolute baby man like i, I very much see this being the end of t- twitter but one thing that is good it's upsetting like hyper liberal like you know people that really hold the blue check in high regard like them people are terrified that's funny and if he brings Trump back on, it'd be so funny. <laughs> I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying all the meltdowns over it, but I think that, there's I a lot of I haven't checked. Is there meltdowns yet? Oh, oh, oh are there ever? Imagine, get, get over yourself. <laughs> on Facebook, even people are, are complaining <laughs> about this. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but I do think it's a lot of preemptive celebration from a lot of people who think, "Oh, this, this is going to change everything." Just yeah. like, oh yeah, when Trump got elected, that changed everything for the better, right? No, not quite. It's always a monkey's paw situation. Well, that's like, the thing when when each side attacks each other. It's like you guys don't realize that both of you are just two retards for the different sides. Like you both fall for the same schemes and the same things, and you both get fucked by your own side, and you're still supporting them there. So, I, I, whenever there's like insults thrown at each other about which one is the intelligent side or whatever, it's like neither. Like you yeah. both. And imagine they're doing it on Twitter. Like 
most of the world doesn't care. <laughs> you know, like people go to Twitter for memes mostly and breaking news, not like 50,000 tweet threads about wrong speak or whatever the fuck, you know. I'm intrigued is what I'll say. I'm, I'm curious I'm to see how it goes. Cool. Like, I mean, I don't like him at all, but I think it's really interesting. Like, fuck it. Things need shaking up now and then, you know, for better or worse. Yeah. For him to drop, what is it, $43 billion on Twitter? That's that's a, that's a big play. That's a massive play. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the repercussion or what the future looks like because of that. Because every every news source, every television network seems to shape their model of whatever they perceive to be reality based off of Twitter. You can't yeah. use HBO Max or something like that without them thinking, oh, Twitter is how we perceive whatever's actually going on right now. So if he has some sort of sway in that, I'm all for that. But I don't mm-hmm. have. Anyhow, I'm cautiously optimistic is what is how I would describe it. But I, I'll be honest, I, I don't see what's he gonna do. Like the guy, like he get he, every new toy he gets, he gets bored of it very quickly. You know, yeah, that's a good within point. A, within a year, he'll sell it, or he'll just be like, "Eh, I've got that." I, I, I'll be honest, I could be, you know, maybe completely wrong. Who cares? But I, I, I agree. I think you know, maybe he'll make some some better stuff. You know, there is actually Twitter is the best platform for censorship, though. Like Instagram. It's just finished. You know what I mean? The censorship is so bad. But Twitter's like pretty open. Um, and I hope that he just makes it more open. And, and I hope it doesn't fuck everything up. What do you think landed you on the shit list for, for Instagram? Because I saw that you did post that video where you can't even like tag the proper popular front account. Yeah. Well, we also, um, a lad that does like some computer shit, I don't know. He went into the API and he actually proved that we're shadow banned because there's like a string of code which I forget the exact name, but it basically says don't recommend. So if you try to type our thing in, there's a bit of code that says don't allow this channel to pop up. So we kind of proved that we're shadow banned. And I actually spoke to a guy that works at Facebook or Meta now. And he was like, I can't really comment on this, but you're right. I was like, okay, I thought so. Basically, I think, you know, we're showing war, we're showing violence. It's very unfiltered. Um, and we kind of go at everybody. We're not like pro NATO. We're not pro Russia. We're not pro, you know, fascist. We're not pro like hard left, whatever. We're just like, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And I, I think it's very hard. I don't think we're special enough for them to give a shit. It's just, it's harder to sell advertising on that kind of content. So they, someone probably just went, fuck them, click. You know what I mean? I don't think we're particularly targeted. I just think they don't like us. You even want to have, you know, actual journalism in, in Instagram. Right, Why? yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's, it's it's true, man. It's like, not to blow our own horn, but we've pretty been straight down the line with what we put out. Um, you know, very rarely, you know, certain words, like we'll say like Turkish regime instead of Turkish government, because by all accounts it is a regime, you know, and like things like that. But we've not really done anything that's, that's crazy bias either way, in my opinion. We just say we're biased to like, having a fucking soul <laughs> you know what i mean and we don't really get involved in too much of the political stuff and it, yeah it's like okay you can't really sell much on that like some girl getting her ass out you know fair play to her more power to her but we should have the same ability to to spread our information as she has to spread our ass on instagram you know what i'm saying so that should be your new seems, your new slogan unfair. for popular fr- you should just make that your website header i think that's very casual uh you were you were over in Ukraine when the shit went yeah. down. You released a video recently on YouTube detailing uh, what you were up to right before that happened. So what I mean, how did that change your plans once you were there? What was that like for you? 
Well, we left like five days. Well, no, we actually left about three days before the invasion. Because I'll be honest, it was just like, it didn't feel like it was going to happen. I thought maybe it would. I wasn't convinced. And I had things to do back home. My my guy I was filming with, he had things to do. And it was like, it didn't feel that it was going to happen enough to then be like, yeah, let's stay. And then, you know, I get home, start editing this piece, which was going to be like, you know, Ukraine militias prepare for war just in case. And then I get a phone call and they're like, yeah, he's invaded. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you know, it's like oh, our whole fucking film is outdated now. But yeah, like you said, I've just put bits out, which which looking back now, I think if we'd have put it straight out, it would have made no sense. But after two months of war, I think looking back and hearing the people say what they think might happen is quite eerie, you know, because everything they said would happen has happened. Um, and a lot of them people are now on the front line fighting. So I think that's interesting. Um and I just got back two weeks ago as well, because obviously I went with Andrew from, you know, Channel 5, All Gas, No Breaks guy. And that was like, obviously the war is on now. That was fucking weird. We were only in Lviv, which is, you know, a relatively safer area. And I was telling them, I was like, I don't want to take you guys to a front line you've never been before. Like, you know, it'd be a bit negligent of me to do that. And they were like, yeah, no problem. We want to do a human story. I was like, all right, Lviv will be pretty safe day three and there's a fucking air raid siren in the night and i was like it's fine it's probably just a jet over overhead and then like andrew's like yo did you see the news like they fucking bombed somewhere in lviv i was like oh fuck so you know it was a bit like we didn't hear it like but it you know it's quite a big place but it was like yeah. fuck man it's everywhere you know like it's just every part of the country is getting hit it's really sad but oh, yeah it's boy. a fucking mess yeah. And uh, well, on a on a bright note, you 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 passed a hundred thousand subscribers over on YouTube. You got your, yourself a plaque, and I saw that you uh, <laughs> yeah. immediately just uh, defiled it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, you know, you know, YouTube doesn't give us the respect to allow us to um, monetize our videos, and they've put several of our videos, some of our biggest docs we made, for example, the Armenia one. They've put them behind these weird like sensor blockades and it literally says this footage uh, this video might be deemed in a uh, might be deemed offensive and it's like what the fuck is offensive about war reporting you know so i was like you know we don't make no money but they sent me a fucking plaque i'm surely making them money by people coming to our channel i was like fuck it i'll disrespect the plaque it's a bit childish but i am a bit childish <laughs> have you ever thought about getting into uh like just another topic for youtube like, obviously, we're talking about creepypastas and shit. I've been thinking about doing that lately. It's just, all right, well, maybe I, maybe I should start a second channel. Because I do all this voice work on the side anyway that eats up all my fucking time. Yeah. Uh, what if I just what if I just started, like, hiring writers and did, like, true crime shit now? You know, seven I, years I, too I, late. I have been thinking about it, yeah. Um, are you, you going to wear a costume? Is it going to be like Mr. Loris? <laughs> yeah, a, no, I'm going to dress a, a top bag. hat and a mask. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll of dress the like mask. Jack the Ripper for my shows. It'd be nice. <laughs> like crazy, those... obviously, code yeah. on the voice. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been thinking about it, man. Um, but I like, well, I want to do like the video essays. Yeah, I really enjoy a lot of the uh, YouTube video essays. Like, um, there's that guy, you know, Fred Knudsen. He does uh, Down the Rabbit Hole. That's fucking amazing. Um, there's this one called, um, fuck, Atrocity Guide. She is amazing. And basically, they just go into, like, weird topics. You know when you get down a, a Wikipedia rabbit hole? It's like that, but with really good research. And I've been thinking about doing stuff like that. Like, it would just suit so well to that concept, you know. But, you know, when it's, like, starting off doing something different, 
you know, once you've already been known for one thing, it's a bit hard to like, you know, you lose your confidence a bit to be like, ah, oh, fuck. People will be like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe though. I don't know. You I can make a lot of money on it. Yeah, that's the most lucrative, it seems like anyway, uh, yeah. YouTube genre. Because every single, like I've followed like 20 of these accounts now, and they all have about a million views per video. Crazy. And it's just like, it's a, it seems very uh, worthwhile if it works out. Uh, I think I also, if you get like a unique angle, you're fine. Yeah. Like, yeah there's there's too many of them that just seem like clones of one another, and they start like mm-hmm. blending together, and the voices just all sound. Even if, they, you know, one guy has an Australian accent, the other guy has a British accent, the other guy has a you know, Southern accent. It all just sounds the same in my head for whatever reason now. They just yeah. jump between all these videos. Um, are there any good like Ted Kaczynski analysis videos on youtube or or along the lines of what we're talking about right now there there used to be but i know a lot of them got pulled down when youtube went through it's like hyper censorship phase which it seems to be out of a little bit now it's still quite bad but it's not as bad as it was like in the height of the culture wars and that bullshit um but yeah there was one i watched a long time ago that got pulled down there's a lot the, the problem is there's a lot of like overly political ones i feel like you know guys that are trying to sway it this way that way and I think, honestly, like a lot of Ted Kaczynski's motivation, it was political, but a lot of it was egomanic. You know, that's why his targets were all people that have like kind of wronged him in a way, or at least he perceived that, you know, it kind of pissed him off. And I, you know, ultimately he was so good at doing what he did. If he really wanted to take down, the, you know, the technological, um, you know, uh, whatever, he, he would have chose better targets. And really it was like, oh, this guy pissed me off because of this, so I'll hit him. It was very egomanic. And a lot of the writing is very, I am right and everyone else is wrong, you know? And it's kind of like, eh. He's made a lot of good points, but he's also made a lot of very self-centered. He's so obsessed that he's right that he's kind of clouded his own judgment, you know what I mean? Mm. So I think it's quite human in that sense. He's quite a faulty man, you know? Well, I mean, he lived in the woods and killed people. So yeah, I'd say yeah. he's pretty faulty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Do, you th- do you? But you know, this is maybe a con- controversial question. Do you, do you think? Do you think? Like his? Do you think he was kind of right? Like, do you think his course of action was correct because he did get a nice movie starring Shalto Copley made in the end? <laughs> maybe that was the ultimate goal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. I mean, look, he did. He did. Want, what did he get published in? What do you have his manifesto? The Wall Street um, Journal, New York like Times, that? New York Times Journal. Yeah. He's a man who enjoys attention, so. He enjoys attention, but I'll be honest, I, you know, I was probably a little bit more, I was younger and edgier when I read the manifesto for the first time. And I was like, this guy's a genius. And then I was, you know, I was like fucking 18 or some shit. And then I was older. I was like, I read it when I was about like 25, 26 again. And I was still, I was like, he's not a genius, but I was like, he was fucking right about a lot of stuff. That's the problem. Like, you don't... (laughs) To, 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 to with very shrill people, I got called a Ted Kaczynski fanboy for ages because I was like, he's kind of right about certain things, you know? And for the very shrill people, they think that immediately means, oh, yes, I love blood and carnage and I think it's great that he blew someone's hand off and whatever. No, I think that was ridiculous. But it's like, you can't deny that he was right about stuff. It's it's, it's kind of objectively true, you know? Like the, the dawn of hyper-technology has destroyed people's attention spans. It's created some of the most bizarre cultural um arguments that we've ever seen and political trends are like tearing people apart and it's all facilitated by by the internet but also by like fast technology you know and i I really do think that a lot of people have have 
swayed so far from nature that they don't even realize it. And I, I say this to anybody, no matter what you do, 90% of people, if they're in a forest, right, that they feel like, oh, that's good. I feel good. Or if, or if they're on the beach, oh, I feel yeah. good. Like there's something inherently in, in everyone. We came from the earth, you know, like we, we're only in a very small amount of time where we live in these fucking boxes and argue with people that we would never dare say anything to in real life. You know, it's a very small amount of time. But hundreds of thousands of years, we lived shitting in a bush and like hunting animals. And, and that's where we get all our instincts from, right? So I think it's like, it's quite, it's quite human to want to be in nature. And I think he's kind of right that it's kind of anti-evolutionary um, to be this hooked on technology. Um, not to say that I, you know, I don't want, I'm not like a fucking anarcho, um, like uh, green anarchist to the point where, you know, you, you want to have nothing. Like people will die if they have like fucking diabetes or something. Obviously you need some technologies. But I don't know. I, I just think there is an argument to say that we need less, you know, less, or at least we need to be more aware of the way we use it as much, you know. Can you, all right, this is going to be maybe a stupid question as far as like internet people go. But like, what what is this premise of like eco fascism? Because I see that come up quite a lot when it comes to Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, th that's a real misnomer. Well, not a misnomer, but like. The, the, again, this is why I've been called this and that for defending him. He he wasn't an eco-fascist, actually. Quite right. the opposite. No. Um, not well, not the opposite. I wouldn't say he wasn't a leftist or anything. Like you know, the the manifesto starts with a kind of quite accurate um, attack on kind of bourgeois leftist ideologies. But you know, he wasn't an eco-fascist. He was just very angry and very militant in his beliefs. And I mean, the guy was uh, openly pro black liberation movements. You know, he was openly pro certain um, anarchist ecological groups. You know, he certainly wasn't pro fascism. In fact, in one of his letters, he said all the Nazis that support him are fucking kooks. He was like, they're, you know, they're freaks sort of things. I don't, he's, he would say, like, I don't even address them. They're just weirdos. So he wasn't an eco fascist. I mean, you know what it's like these days. Everything that is slightly not 100% percent blue check neoliberal is fascism you know or at least it was for a like, while that bullshit like crypto crypto fascist is another yeah one yeah crypto fascist yeah what does that mean uh is fascist then bro you, like you I own bitcoin <laughs> or yeah. something yeah. <laughs> you're a bitcoin fascist <laughs> yeah but but basically, i think i eco, sorry go on i think it's 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 still very surprising to me that uh we are so advanced in so many things uh and still people find it hard to understand how someone that can do something as fucked up as bombing random people could be right about some things like yeah. not not just a hundred percent wrong just because he did something go ahead, it means you can that say everything, everything he ever he was said. right about every go ahead Hans. i know that's what you really <laughs> because it's again we go back to what we always support which is the the flawed protagonist right where, where it's like yeah we're gonna root for you but it makes you more interesting if you have quirks that are not just the same uh, group thing that everyone has or seems to have. Uh, and this is one of those examples where, yeah, he was fucked up. He did things that he wasn't supposed to and he's paying for it still. But that doesn't mean that some of his ideas or some of the things that he came up with were not right. And you seeing them happening now. Right. It's, it's like that thing now where like, I don't know, say a band has like a controversial opinion or, or even like a fucking terrible opinion. You know, for example, like Varg, that guy who, you know, from Burzum, the, the black metal yeah. band. 
and people are like Burzum sucks. It's like, well, Burzum is sick. Like Burzum, no, is Burzum cool. rules. Like, yeah, Burzum. Burzum I just watched. Yeah, you know, I just watched you know again uh, Lords of Chaos last night. So good, the, so good. The biopic, <laughs> and they just you know I think they did it on purpose. They cast like a chubby faced Jewish guy as Varg. Brilliant. Who looks yeah. nothing like Varg, but <laughs> so uh, he's he's very good in that role too. I, every, I, the Culkin kid is good as um, Euronymous. Uh, that that movie is a lot of fun. I did a double feature of that in the Northman. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah. You... I'm gonna watch that. I didn't want to list that because I want to watch it. Like I'm really weird. I, I, I mean, I'm really. It looks really weird. I want to see it. But do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, Varg is a fucking degenerate. Like he's a lunatic. Whatever. But it doesn't mean that his music is shit. Like, right. you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like Michael Jackson was a pedophile, but his music was fucking yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get why people have to pretend they then don't like it. It's like, look, you're not saying yeah. you love that person, you know? Like, who gives a fuck, man? Yeah, this is like a new phenomenon that I noticed, I think, first with Orson Scott Card, who wrote, what, Ender's Game, that kid science fiction series, when... They started making that into a feature film. I remember on Twitter at the time, Stephen King's son, as a matter of fact, Joe Hill said this. Oh, you know, listen, the anti-gay stuff, that's one thing. I just don't think he's a good writer. They take this very disingenuous angle with it. Like, no, actually, he's just not good. And that, yeah. I, I find that particularly loathsome when, when people <clears throat> do take that approach. Oh, cowardice as well. Yes. Like, you're yeah. not even... You're basically saying, I'm not even willing to argue the point of why this guy is a dickhead. You're just total cowardice. Like, it's not good. Forget it. It's like, why? Because you don't agree with him. You know, like, it's the J.K. Fucking... Rowling thing, right? Where it's like she's oh, created this God. universe that so many people that support that side love. It's like their entire life. And now all of a sudden he's like, no, we have to change and take that from her. And so she created yeah. it. She wrote everything. There's nothing you can do to separate those two. What, what's the thing? Right. That, that, would they make a fake Quidditch league or something where people just yeah. like role play playing Quidditch? And then they were like, well, we better change the name now because JK is a turf. Oh my it's like, God. It's like you're running sky, around with brooms. Sky brooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what, though? Like, that, that being said, like, I, I, I have no problem with transfer. I don't give a fuck. I think leave people alone. But, like, her and her whole, like, clique have really created a weird thing where, like, people are like, oh, Brits are so fucking anti-trans. And it's like, bro, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like, it's this weird group of, like, old fucking losers on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, it's so annoying. And, but it's like, you're right, Hans. You can't then be like, well, we like what she made. Let's get it off of her. Like, it came from her fucking brain. <laughs> like, it will always be hers, you know? Like. It's, yeah, it's fucking stupid, man. Yeah, they want okay, to make Harry know. Potter without her. It's like, right. you, you like Harry Potter isn't even gonna, real. <laughs> like, it's gonna, yeah. Fine, you know? <laughs> Write some. Yeah, reads another book. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that uh, they she she got disinvited from the reunion they did on HBO Max or something as well. They had the entire <sighs> cast and crew of those first. Uh, it's it's all so tiresome, yeah. but it it's fine. You know, th that's why it's so refreshing when a movie like Ted K comes around. Yes. You know, Ted K, that reminded me a whole lot of this other movie, this other biopic I saw. I don't know if you heard about this. This Father Stew starring Mark Wahlberg. Uh, this is <laughs> why a great. Do you, why do you have that? Well, they were just giving these out at the theater to. last night. I don't know. I thought I would take one home. Uh, Father <laughs> Stew. It's, uh, well, actually, there's not a whole right. lot in common with it. He did star in Ted the Talking Teddy Bear. Mark. Oh, yeah. Right wing That's Twitter. I, I just realized today that right wing Twitter loves that movie. Yes, they do. That fathers too. Yeah. I, 
not sure why. I mean, I haven't seen it, but from what you said, I have no intention of watching I mean, it. Um, Wahlberg beat up like a load of black kids when he was like fucking 15. That's probably why. Black kids, right. Asian kids, <laughs> poor yeah, people. Yeah. 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 He uh, took out a Vietnamese man's eye, right? Fuck. Hans, you love, you love quoting that, right? Yeah. What do you say? Vietnamese fuck. He said, you Vietnamese oh, shit. shit. Is it yeah. shit? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> Similar. Anyway. Yeah. The funniest thing was when he was like, if I'd been on that plane about 9 11, like, things would have gone down differently. Like, what the fuck are you on about? They man? should make that a movie. That would be great. That would be, oh, man. Mark Wahlberg, like, saving the alternate universe 9 11 where Mark Wahlberg just happens to be on the plane. It'd be so good. Oh, fuck. That would be terrific. Um, have you seen any other new films this year, Jake? Honestly, nah, man. I keep. I just watch so much old stuff, and I, I have this real problem where I just watch the same shit over again. You know, like I watched Prisoners. I think you told me to watch it. I watched it like last year, and then I watched it again two nights ago. It's like, why am I watching Prisoners? <laughs> I didn't really like it that much, but I just was like, eh, you know, I can't, you know, it's something eerie about it. I'll watch it. I, I really need to find like new films. But I did think Ted K. Like I agree that it was actually refreshing. Like, it wasn't, I was just waiting for it to get preachy. I was waiting for it to be, like, you know, annoyingly, like, morale. And it was just like, no, this is what happened. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I thought, I, the only thing I didn't, I thought the music was fucking atrocious. Like, yeah, the way you were complaining the about this. I, 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 I mean, I haven't watched it in about a week and a half, but the music didn't really leave an impression on me. What, what bothered you about the soundtrack or the, the score? I think because it looked so good, like, and it had these, like, scenes where the tension was really ready to just fucking go. And then they would bring in this song where you're like, eh? Like, it just, for me, it just destroyed the, you know, like, they had all this weird kind of neon light vibe when he's in the motel, and it's like, you need some fucking electronic, like, drive-type music for that. You know, whether it's cliche or not, you need that shit. And they brought in some, like, piano riff. And I was like, eh, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm a cliche, I don't know. <laughs> but for me, I just, I really hated the way they put the music in, man. But other than that, I really liked it. And I thought the scene with, like, the fucking motorbikes was really cool. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I liked it, yeah. What did you think of the visual style of this movie? Uh, I really thought that it was impressive how the director could jump between a couple of different uh, visual appearances depending on where the location was set. Like uh, specifically, you know, you do have that neon motel uh, sequence, but then also he's like in the bathroom having his lunch and it's a very like bleached, washed out kind of look. Mm. Um, and then all, obviously everything that's out in the wilderness is just very like big and bold and, and colorful. Um, I, I, that was probably my favorite aspect of the movie. Although, you know, there's one scene at the motel, uh, that really bothers me. That's very like film school one-on-one where they literally just stole a shot from the shining with Scatman Crothers when he's watching TV in Miami, Florida. And it's like a slow zoom and you have uh, both of Charlotte's feet in the shot and it's two lamps on the other end, just completely ripped that shot from, and it was like, not even an obscure shot. It's just like the most obvious shot you could probably take from the shining. So I, I had a little gripe with that, but mm. everything else I thought was, was terrific. I thought it looked really nice, man, as well. And it was one of the few films I've seen recently that wasn't like new films. That's not overgraded to fuck. Like so many films these days I watch and it's like just been ran through Instagram. You know what I mean? It looks yeah, like yeah. that. I really like the coloring on it. Like I really, I've been, I've been watching a few things about coloring. I think maybe it's just on my mind. Like, cause I've been really interested in how they, change the mood of a fucking thing you know with the color but i really like that and i, I loved like i don't know the, the scene in his cabins i thought that was 
it kind of felt claustrophobic, but he was yeah. very much okay. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was clearly, like, he's a good actor. You can tell he's at home, but in the fucking, in the cabin, it's like, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'd w- at least want a big cabin, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked him. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's how it was shot or just how it was, but, but I, I thought it was really cool. Like, and I really liked the, um, there's a lot of like weird shots where it's almost handheld, you know, when he's like lying down when he's going to shoot himself and it's like very fucking close. I, I love all that kind of stuff, you know, not too still. I feel like there's too much tripod going on these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it did feel like they, they jump between, all right, we're going to use a red camera and then we're actually going to use some like GoPros or something. It yeah. felt very dirty in some parts, which I liked. It was refreshing. Um, and then obviously bouncing that between like, all right, well, this is one where we have to get very good cinematography. So let's focus on that first. Uh, it was a good, yeah. good balance between those two. That's yeah. a, that's a really good point though. How comfortable he felt because yeah, like you said, the way that it was shot, a lot of the, the uh, times when he was in his little cabin, you feel claustrophobic because that's not how you live. Right. He's vibing. But then the, the fact that he's so comfortable and this is, you know, what, where I, I like being, uh, helps with that, with that, I guess, uh, crazy aspect of this character that you're kind of trying to portray without, you know, uh, writing uh, crazy on his forehead. or, or you Exactly. Know, it's, very, it's very subtle, but, but, but you see it by, you know, how comfortable he is there. And there's a bit where, like, I noticed it where, like, they, I keep thinking, why are they showing these shots where he's cooking and shit so often? But then I realized there's a shot where, like, he grabs something and, like, basically it's, they show that, Everything he needs in his whole life is to hand. You know what I mean? And he grabs like a pot, turns around, grabs the... Like, he knows what everything is. He doesn't have anything to excess. And that's that's actually, you know, what Kaczynski was about. People are like, uh, oh, why did he... He was an anti-tech. He had a radio. And it's like, no, he wasn't... You know, it, it wasn't like... He wasn't saying to live, you know, like with nothing. But he's like, just have what you... You know, the, the basic things. People have had pots and pans for fucking, you know, thousands of years. So, yeah, I like that. It kind of... I felt watching this, I was like, whoever made this has really done their research, you know, uh, as someone who has. This show is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Surfshark VPN allows you to surf the dark net dark web the deep web what i don't even know what the fuck people are calling it these days anonymously and at a very inexpensive price if you go sign up at surfshark.deals slash low right now you're gonna get 83 percent off your surfshark VPN. a lot of people are signing up for nord vpn it's just a name recognition it's like oh well you know coca-cola is so popular well what well who could ever compete with coca-cola how about pepsi how about you go with the pepsi of VPNs, and that is Surfshark VPN. Alternatively, just go to Surfshark VPN and you Google search and go go browse that, and then just type in the coupon code Low Range. You're going to save 83% on an annual subscription. It's only going to come out to like 15 bucks, maybe a little bit more. Than that. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But that is a killer deal. Okay, so Surfshark.deal/slash/LowRange. Go go browse. Save. Don't do anything illegal. I mean, listen. If you're a drug user. I'm gonna turn a blind eye, but don't 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 be sharing illegal photos or videos of I won't even say what, but you already know what I'm talking about. Don't be doing that, okay? But if you wanna if you wanna buy a gun, I'm I'll I'll forgive you for that. You know, just don't tell me about it. Just surfshark.deals slash low res. Go go sign up for that. It's good. And I really enjoyed uh, another aspect of the movie is just how much they let the, the, the scenery and everything breathe. 
Yeah. This was shot in an unconventional manner. I don't know if I told you this over over text, but what they did for this was essentially Charlotte Copley would just go meet up with the director and his family or whatever for maybe like two weeks at a time, once a season. And then they would go shoot part of the movie then, which is why this took so long to do. And I guess no, they no. ran out of money. Charlotte was a was a producer on the film as well. And um, it took up to a year to shoot this thing. And I believe they shot at the, the actual cabin, right? Well, the cabin's gone, but they, they put the the cabin's in like um, an FBI museum or some shit now. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's in, I think it's in the exact place, yeah. Um, and also, the cabin is fucking exact. You know what I mean? Like, it's really good. Like, there's even images from inside the cabin um, and when you look at inside, it's it's pretty much the same, you know, with everything up in the fucking roof and shit. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, what, what who deserves the Ted Kaczynski, Ted K treatment next of all these undesirable real life characters? Who who do you who do you think is like a good uh, I won't say icon, but just like a character in, in, in those terms uh, that could really stand to benefit from one of these types of biopics? They did Ted um, Bundy already, right? With uh, well, yeah, with Zach Efron. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. He's just like Chad Zach Efron. It doesn't even feel like Ted Bundy. My like, favorite yeah. thing about that movie is that they like try to tr- gaslight the audience and th- with well, maybe you don't actually know this. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's telling the truth. Isn't he charismatic? Yeah. Isn't he a handsome, likable guy? Which yeah. is, I guess, what Ted Ted Bundy did for real. So it kind of it fits, but. Like everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can't you can't do that forty years after the fact when right, he's, you know yeah. one of the most prolific serial killers. But. Yeah, um, I think the um, you know the L.A. bank heist. I, I've said this to you before, actually. Um, I would love to see like there's been a film about it, but it's you know it's like propaganda type shit. I would love to see um, a film from the point of view of the two L.A. bank heist robbers, um, and it was just this insane fucking heist where. Um, these two guys, they were kind of like the last American, true American bandits, you know, like they were completely, they, they were completely like apolitical. They didn't give a fucking shit about anything. They just went around stealing shit, robbing things big, bigger and bigger. And they go on this mad bank heist and they all took like fucking like LSD, like ex- they took like mad drugs, like fucking snorting cocaine before it. They made their own body armor. And then they're like, put on like the coolest jackets you've ever seen, like multicolored Reebok jackets to go and rob a fucking bank. And then the police turn up and they've just got like, you know, like 50 fucking crates of ammunition. And they're just like, like just walk out, like firing as if nothing's happening. And it's an amazing scene. Um, Yeah, these guys, exactly, exactly. These guys, yeah, yeah. And it's an amazing scene. But it's the story, the backdrop behind it is fucking just fascinating. And if you made like a really stylized film about how they got to that point and then ended the film, I mean, the whole film could be the building up to it, taking the fucking cocaine and all the LSD and making the shit. But then, you know, it's, it, I don't know, it's just a really interesting story. Um, I don't know, it's something like, oh God, why that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, soy mouthing. Could you just go back yeah. to that mugshot real quick? That kind of looks like Eggy and Monkey Jones, don't you think? <laughs> it does look like Eggy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I think that would be cool as fuck, man. And like, it's like, whatever, like they're bad guys, whatever. I mean, but personally, I don't give a fuck if someone robs a bank, who cares? Like, we get robbed by them every fucking day. But um, the, the, the fucking, like, just the, the build, I read all about it one time and I was like, 
man, one day I'm going to do a script and make a film about this. But I hope somebody does. Yeah, that's not, I, I, you know, I've been recommended, I think, a couple of uh, video essays on that before, and I haven't checked it out. Everything I know about it is from talking to you. So yeah, I have you, to you'd be really interested in it, man. I'm not doing it justice. It's hard to explain how weird it was. Like, they were just, I think they were just two pals as well that were like, I don't know, they're just like, they were like, of course we're criminals. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there wasn't anything that particularly bad happened. They were like, of course we're just going to steal. We're not going to do normal shit, you know, which, I don't know, part of me admires in a way. I think we're due for like a good bank robbery film. I think Good yeah. Time had had that right at the start. I think Place Beyond the Pines had that at, at the start, but they all veer off and try to do something different after that because you yeah. can't, I guess, sustain an entire movie with that anymore. That's a very like 1970s thing. Um, yeah, that, that would be good. Hans, off the top of your head, who do you think would be like good for another Ted K style film? Uh, I... Like an Ed Gein show, just because I want to see furniture made out of skin. Every time they do uh, Ed Gein, it's a big piece of shit directed DVD yeah. movie. It's like, who yeah. do they cast as Ed Gein? Like Rob Schneider or somebody. You know, gets in as Ed Mind Hun- wasn't, wasn't Ed Gein in Mindhunter? Uh, no, no, Ed, Ed Gein died. Oh, yeah, Ed sorry. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ed Gein is the one that they based Psycho off. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That had, you know, his... the furniture made out of skin and and right well he's just a retarded pedophile yeah. in real life yeah. right wasn't wasn't that just it i mean that, <laughs> that's that, most that's of a, these guys though yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah. that's the thing you have to think okay so who would be an interesting one i guess a uh, dennis raider has been done to death uh someone that would be clever enough where it would be interesting to hear their reasoning and it's not just a dumb killer I don't know. Uh, Son, of Sam, Son of Sam was crazy too, right? There's yeah, he's out. He's out and about. I'm pretty sure he's like my neighbor or something. Oh, is he? David Berkowitz. We should get him yeah. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should get him on the show. That would be great. Uh, I'd love to invite him over to my apartment. That would be that would be a fun time. Just do our first in-person interview with the Son of Sam. Uh, oh, what? Is he, is he out? Yeah, he's out. Fuck off. What? Yeah. Really? He, he got out, I think, like 10, 15 years ago or something. <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he a YouTuber? Uh, I think he... Oh, <laughs> David Hinckley just got out recently, too. And he, he's actually YouTube. He, um, yeah, he tried to shoot Reagan, right? Yeah, he, he tried to Reagan. shoot Reagan. Now he's performing <laughs> at some hotel at, like, a cafe somewhere. That's so funny. He's labeling oh, it his redemption oh. tour. You know, um, Son of Sam, I believe, is just a, a, a pastor now. I think he found God or something and wow. is just right. preaching. He got out because he was a model prisoner. And um, he's I read um, living his best life. Good for him. I, I read that that true crime book about the son of Sam. Um, they actually did a kind of Netflix series based on it. Um, what's it called? Something evil. It's like undefeated evil or some shit. Anyway, it, it's the biggest. It, I read it. It's like this fucking thick. And mm. you know when you're like, I just have to finish it now. And basically, this reporter t- ties the son of Sam case to like 50 different cults that basically don't even exist in America, like ties it all back to, you got to read it. Like, well, I don't read it, but just for the fun of it, it's so funny. Like, you know, in South Park, when they're like uh, gun, I've got a gun handlebars, aliens, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like that. He's just connecting the craziest fucking shit. And it literally was a bestseller for like three years. And it's so bad, man. It's so fucking bad. But basically um, the reason I bring it up is because it's quite funny because um, the guy, I forget his name, the, the son of Sam guy, 
Like, he was just feeding him bullshit <laughs> for years. So he'd come in and he'd be like, I know there's something else. And he'd be like, fuck it, I've got nothing else to do. And he'd be like, how did you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, then like, and then years later, he was like, yeah, no, I was just fucking bullshitting him the whole time. Yeah. It's uh, sad. Did you ever get around to checking out Memories of Murder? I recommended that to you a while back. That was the, Which um, one is that? Uh, Bong Joon-ho directed that. That was a South Korean uh, serial killer film. It's kind of like Zodiac, but it came out back in 2000 or 2001, I want to say. I think if I remember, I couldn't find a fucking copy of it. Like it, We have this weird thing in Britain where you'll find a film on Amazon Prime and it's just not there. <laughs> it's like you can put it to your watch list, but there's nothing. you can't put it play. You can't buy it. There's nothing there. I'm pretty sure I found it on there. It's It's from the 90s or some shit, right? Uh, it might be late 90s or early odds. It's right on the cusp. Okay, yeah, I think I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, that's great. I We rewatched Zodiac for a show, not recently, but like in the past year or so. Uh, I thought it didn't really hold up as well as I thought. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Zodiac? Yeah, I had a similar feel. I watched it again a year, last year, and I was like, I love this. I love this film. And I was kind of like, by the end of it, I was like, a bit slow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was probably my, and it might still be uh, my favorite from David Fincher. And I do think it's one of the better serial killer films, even though it's not really about Zodiac um, in general. But on this go around, I just, I don't know. I, I found more problems with it than uh, I had ever probably seen watching that, that movie before. Uh, and something like Memories of Murder, I think, does the same exact thing, but to a stronger effect and capacity. So mm-hmm. I don't I, if you ever get around to it, I would, I would, Definitely recommend that film. Definitely check. I'll it. try and get. I'll try and find a copy tonight. Actually, I need to watch something. The, I remember the Robert Downey Jr. character being fucking insufferable the second time around when I watched it. He's just like, it's like we get it. He's a fucking alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So many scenes. He's like, I'm on a boat now. I'm in. The, I'm in here. I'm in this. Like, oh fuck. And he's I doing his typical Robert Downey Jr. thing, right? He's which just is playing so, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Which at the time was like great because like, oh, he just got out of prison for, for heroin and having yeah. a gun illegally or whatever he was doing. You know, he wasn't in movies and now he's fucking everywhere. It's just yeah. tiresome. So, yeah, I read the book as well after watching it. Um, and there's two books, actually. I read both of them uh, by, yeah. by Robert Ray Smith. Um, and they're way more interesting. Obviously, I know the books are, but there's like I was like, yeah, there's quite a lot they could have put in this film, which would have been better. You know what I mean? Yeah, my favorite thing from the books is that they, when they went and uh, brought him into custody, when they showed up at his house, apparently he was just naked and covered in squirrels. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was in the yeah that weird like trailer, right? I yeah I, I yeah 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 I, I believe so. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, it, yeah. it was another thing too where his mother was like, "All right, all right, Arthur, I'm going on vacation. I'll be back in a week." And then yeah. she just sailed the world forever to not be around her son. <laughs> the worst son. Yeah. yeah. But it, it comes down, and this is something I've said many times, whenever we talk about serial killers on the show, something that they don't seem to get in these movies, or just in general, is that every single one of these serial killers, or just maniacs, is as uh, uh, brilliant as they are a retarded person. It's literally 50-50. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of luck out. They go on a hot streak for a little bit, and it works out. Which is why I like that movie, Angst, because he that guy is clearly not all that bright. He's just a mess. But uh, yeah. that that you know that's a good one in terms of uh, time length because it's only like eighty minutes long or something like that compared to Zodiac, which needs three hours to convey yeah. its point. That oh, this affects people in different ways. Yeah, I, I cool. think as well. Like back then, 
there was no CCTV. Like, yeah. if you get caught for a crime without CC, when CCTV didn't exist, you're a fucking idiot. You could literally, if no one sees you and there's no CCTV and no forensics, you fucking, you could do whatever you wanted. You know what I mean? It's kind mm. of crazy. So I think a lot of it, it's like, oh, they were a genius. It's like, no, nah, they just, just you were in a time where it was very hard to find people doing stuff, you know? Like, right. People would, would just like never have a driving license ever because who the fuck? Like, you know, in case they get stopped, there's no other way they're going to get caught. Now everything is just <laughs> bringing it back to technology. Everything is harder to do, not just if you're a criminal, but like everything is a little bit harder to do without anyone knowing, you know, and it's just that's how it is now. That's why, you know, there's um, there's I read an article a while ago, actually. It's quite good. It's about like why there's, you know, there, there is serial killers active, probably. But why there's no great serial killer for however many years, you know, there's not been any like huge, huge case. Well, there have been, but they've just been people they've caught that were doing it ages ago. You, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think recently, though, there was one um, where a guy was shooting homeless people, I think maybe in New York or some shit. But yeah, it's like it's just harder to get away with, you know. DNA changed the game completely. DNA, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. With, yeah. But without that, it's just move to the next state and no one's right. gonna know. Yeah, See ya. next town, well, yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy when you think. Do you think that more people have gotten away with murder than not? <laughs> Probably, I would say. Right. Because so again, you know, because of this true crime kick that I've been on, I've I've come under the impression that that's probably almost definitely the case that they probably yeah, don't even like there. link 70 percent of the amount of murders that are out there yeah. uh, and in the case of something like zodiac which we were talking about before uh my suspicion is that a lot of those were not even the, like the same person that they were just linking cases to try and fucking figure it out and say this is done we, we caught the or whatever they were doing um and making a lot of conveniences to just solve their own problems to try and rest of the actual problem yeah that, that happened with the Golden State Killer, where they thought he was two different killers. There was, like, the original Night Prowler and the Golden State and it just turned out to... Act, well, that was the opposite. That turned out to be the same guy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But, yeah, it's like... It, there was a lot... Especially back then as well, um, police were under pressure to be... Well, they're under pressure now, I guess, for that. But they were, they were under pressure from, like, governors and shit, right, to just, be like, solve this. Fucking solve it. You know, that's why there's so many, like, innocent people on death row and shit, right? Like, I think you're right. I think a lot of them now were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, and they've never, they've, the Zodiac is so interesting because I've read a load into it and there's still, there's like three people where I'm like, either one wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? There's no, in my opinion, there's no definitive, it's definitely him. You know, every time they're, they say we've solved it, they haven't really, you know, it's, it's really interesting. They do love to usher out a new guy every five years or so. Some guy goes and and digs into a toolbox in his basement and goes, "Uh uh-oh, my stepdad was the Zodiac killer. Uh Uh-oh, there's a piece of paper here with the Zodiacs. I guess my father was the Zodiac. Let me write a book and get a million dollars real assignment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then then in in a day, someone on Reddit just dismantles them. It's like, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Like I was going to say, that's like Reddit is a fucking cesspit. But the one thing that is really good on Reddit, I, I follow some of the subreddits where they're like, like true crime, you know, like amateur true crime investigators. And some of them are fucking amazing. Some of them are really, you know, they fuck up every now and then. We all know when they pinned the Boston bombing on like some innocent Arab guy. But um, Sunil you know, Tripathi, I still remember that. That's yeah, that it. Poor, right? that Indian, poor Indian guy, right? kid killed himself. Yeah. Killed himself, man. Yeah. Fucked up. Obviously, Reddit fucks up like that, but there are now like 
I think now that whole thing has evolved though quite a lot. People know about like geolocation and stuff like that. Um, you know, we saw that with that, actually, in my opinion, quite good Netflix doc that don't fuck with cats. Um, yeah. And yeah, so there's like some some subreddits on Reddit I look through and they're fucking incredible. They've got like decades of collaborative um, like research looking into people. And they've got like all these Google and anyone can access it, you know, like certain parts of it. It's really fascinating. They're really on point. And it's you know just that, like mums, like wine mums, you know. That that don't fuck with the cats documentary. I remember seeing that snuff film like oh, five years, dude. ten years maybe before that document, like 2013 Dang. or so. Yeah. And I remember yeah. watching that. And then, what is it, New Order starts playing? And yeah. I was like, the, this, this, this yeah. piece, like this fucking nerd stole that from American Psycho and did that yeah. while <laughs> killing a guy. What a fucking loser. Dork, Everything dude. about him was completely unoriginal. Like yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke Lamar, right? Luke Jamar. I, I think so. Yeah. He had a very oh. Elliot Rogers style look, very, very like defined cheek. Is he alive? Did they catch him alive? I don't know, man. I think so. Well, what did they get? They got uh, EXIF data off of some photo he posted on MySpace or something that led them to his location also, figured it out they it was geolocated all... the flat as well yeah. like there was like a corner of an image where you could see like the balcony i think from something else they were like right he's in canada and it's like wait where where in canada has those kind of apartments and it was like one fucking city you know oh, what i mean like, yeah yeah in front of a gas station or something right right like, yes. yeah really clever putting the pieces together. Yeah, i thought that was really cool yeah he's alive he's in jail for he's alive yeah yeah fucking lunatic he started sending body parts to like politicians and shit he basically did it because he wanted to be famous. Like, the guy was so fucked up. A failed actor, a failed model. And was like, I don't know, I'll just fucking murder somebody. Like, then I'll be... Yeah, famous. just like, incredibly untalented. So let me just kill I, someone. I just watched a, a Hulu documentary that was pretty good on a guy who essentially did the same thing. His, his younger brother was kidnapped as a child um, by, again, just like another gay pedophile. And said, hey, you're my yeah. son now. Hey, I called your parents. Your parents said, you got to live with me. And then the kid just thought nothing of it because he was seven years old. Yeah. And um, then after like 10 years or something, I guess his replacement came in. So he's like, hey, I got you a little brother. And then like the kid was like clearly nervous and something snapped in the older kid's head who had been there for 10 years and was like, I got to I got to get him out of here. And so he grabbed wow. the little boy, took him to the police station. They caught the guy. Uh, and he went to prison. And then back at home during this time, his older brother was just kind of like very jealous that his younger brother who got kidnapped was this new hero. I was like, well, he got all this attention. He got a TV movie of the week on fucking NBC. I'm getting fed up here. All right, I'm going to start killing people. And so the brother <laughs> then becomes equally famous for being a serial killer. Are you I, kidding? Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the documentary? Uh, Hans, you want to pull up my letterbox or something? I think it's just called American sure. Nightmare. It's a three three part miniseries on Hulu, and it was very good. And it goes: first part is the kidnapping, second part is busting the kidnapper. Oh, and the third part here is actually well, he's his brother is a serial killer. Fuck, There's like a man. very left turn. Like wow, that's that's crazy. That's amazing. That's the uh, kind of shit. If you wrote it, you'd be like, "This is." Stupid. that would make for a terrible <laughs> movie that would make yeah, if you yeah, wrote that like, as a script on. you'd be like what the fuck is this people were, were upset with uh spike lee's red hook summer because it was like oh these kids go to a new family and in the third act the dude is a pedophile people hated yeah. that that's that's the same thing you you this? introduce a serial killer and a kidnapping story come on but like, this is what happened oh, this, no. this was very good um is this the one yes that's it oh, okay captive audience a real american horse 
They always they got really unoriginal with the names of these documents. Sorry about it. Do you know what? I was looking through Netflix yesterday and I was actually angry at how bad, not angry, but you know when you just sit there pissed off, like, what the fuck? So bad the titles of their documentaries. Like, it's just insane. It's like the first guy at the board meeting, they were like this, they're like, yeah, that, fuck it. Like, it's so unoriginal, man. They like, label it for simpletons. What was the Jimmy Seville one? It was like a, 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 British, a, a, horror a British horror story. story. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Wasn't that Britain, just the, the title of, of that one? It's just story. Like, oh, it's bad. It's, did Bro, you check you know out the Seville one? Out of that. Yeah, they left out so much. Like, so, so much. Not even like old conspiracy tale, like real shit. Like, he was raping dead bodies. Um, He had a fucking key to the morgue in the hospital. Like, it, it's just, there's so much stuff they left out. The level of police corruption was like stratospheric. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like, police were like tipping him off. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, there's some bullshit going on. They think you're a pedo still. You know, like, just the maddest shit was happening, bro. Like, it, it was a good introduction, but there's so much more to that, you know? So much worse Yeah, I, I want to say that the second part of the documentary especially kind of dropped the ball. Because they, they interviewed maybe one victim. They didn't yeah. even really go all that into detail about what he was up yeah. to. Just a lot of hearsay. Like, oh, you know, he was doing, he was volunteering at the hospital, picking out, uh, like, mentally challenged girls or something. Or, or people who were, like, trying to uh, get over injuries or, or whatever it was. And they didn't really do a good job of explaining. I mean, they do do enough of a job explaining why he's a terrible person, but they don't like hammer in the details or really no, definitely. bring it home. You have to. There's one. The real. The only good testimony where there's that woman where she's like, she says the sickest thing, and it's. I'm glad they left it in because it really re- reminds you how disgusting these people are. She's like, oh, I was putting like tampons in every hole yeah. to stop him touching me, and it's like. A detail like that, as grisly as it is, you have to fucking hear that to understand the, the, the disgusting level that these guys go to. But I agree. Then it was just kind of like, anyway, next. You know what I mean? It's very mm. formulaic. It's like, actually, you should have probably laced that in throughout the whole doc. Like, just a constant punch to the throat. Like, yo, this guy has been raping a fucking disabled girl. He fucked a dead body. You know what I mean? Like, the craziest shit, man. But no, I also, there's a way they present it as well where it's very talking two talking heads like this i don't know man i i just get tired of, yeah i zone out after a while when there's too many talking heads i just start zoning out i don't know how else you could do it but but anyway like i said there's a lot of um stuff they didn't talk about um and there's also stuff like he had some pretty weird links like the links to the royal family yeah they kind of went into it but how are you going to talk about pedophilia and then not bring up the fact that like prince andrew is a pedophile <laughs> yeah, yeah like it was like come on man like you know it's the the source of the week this guy's a fucking massive pedo so yeah i don't know man. but but again i don't expect too much from netflix and what they lease is never that good either no of course not i think that that giant dip in uh income that yeah. they've taken recently that's been reported apparently it's much bigger than what they're they're saying i i saw something yeah. that said something along the lines of 600,000 subscribers in the U.S., 700,000 subscribers overseas. But like the 200,000 number is just what is confirmed or popular, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. I'm curious to see how that's going to shape what they come out with next. Because they used to be a great source for true crime. When mem- uh, not Memories of Murder, uh, Making a Murderer came out, they kind of took that serial premise of, all right, we're investigating something where, you know, it's not – clear cut that this guy is or is not the killer um yeah. and then applied that to the documentary mold and they haven't really done 
anything worthwhile since uh, either on a documentary front or a narrative front for my opinion although i, I enjoyed they squid love- game that was about it though that was all right, actually, yeah. But I think they lost a lot of credibility, though, because, you know, like, making a murderer, like, there's loads of shit that's, like, just... The things they left out are, like, huge. You know what I mean? So, yeah. basically, like, making a murderer, to actually get the full picture, you have to actually go and, like, do loads of other research. There's, I'll be honest, I hate to say it, but, like, Brendan Dassey, when you're like, oh, there's no way he's guilty, like, there's a lot of more evidence, actually, than what they put in the doc. Oh, yeah, that guy so definitely did it. He's fucking Yeah, guilty. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, him. And it's, like... Such Adnan bullshit. from Serial. Adnan's those, completely guilty. Completely so guilty. guilty. <laughs> so guilty, right? Like HBO did a documentary. Yeah, HBO did a documentary a couple of years ago where they're like, and I think his sister produced it or something. And it was like our story. You know, this is right. why Adnan's innocent. And it was they, right. the, the gist of it was Adnan's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, that's persuasive. All right, <laughs> I guess he couldn't have killed his girlfriend. Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't really seem to know where to go with that. They don't have anyone else to point the finger at, but I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, do you think that that true crime in the fiction narrative has the potential to be as interesting as when laid out properly in a documentary? Because it kind of feels think, like it's yeah. killed the the genre, even though we've we've talked about Ted K. Uh, pretty at length on this show and agree it was a well-done piece of art do you think it has the capability of being able to land that same uh blow i i think definitely i just i just think like true crime is one of the most interesting topics i i, I know people are like oh it's my guilty pleasure my like, fucking guilty pleasure it's fucking brilliant like i love it it's so interesting um i read i remember reading um uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil when I was like fucking like 22. Like my boss at Vice actually, like, I was reading some like nerdy true crime book and he was like, oh, you should read this. Like, All right, cool. I remember reading that and I was like, you could make this the fucking craziest, most eccentric, but real film ever, you know? But instead they they just always go for like um, earnest, over earnest, like, oh, guy in the corner. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I think, not that I'm saying you want to make it a fucking circus, but I feel like there's, there's so much um, variables you, you could put in or take out or whatever to true crime where at the very base, you would be like, okay, it's true crime. But aesthetically, everything else, you wouldn't even associate it perhaps with that, you know, with that thing. I've been saying for a while, actually, I, want, I don't know if I'll do it, but, you know, money permitting. But my next project, not, not, not fiction-wise, but as I get older, I've said I want to do for true crime documentaries what I did with popular front for war documentaries. Like I want to do a true crime doc and make it like a doc where you're like, what the fuck? I can't believe that's a true crime doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've got some ideas about to do it, but, but my point is, I just feel like it's a really, it's been allowed to be the kind of game of like stuffy, easy, crank it out documentary makers for too long. And it needs to be back in the hands of people, not just documentary film as well. But I think it needs to be back in the hands of like filmmakers that are like, yeah, let's try something weird and experiment and different. Um, you know, I think with what your film is, I know it's like a fiction, obviously, but I think with what your film is, is from what I gather, it's going to, obviously it's like funny and shit, but it's going to be like that, right? Like it's, it just looks yeah. so yeah. different and it's a true crime premise as well, right? Uh, yeah. Well, not true so, maybe, but you know, true in that. Well, universe. the crime, crime element is crime, what's yeah. debated, you know, um, there's been a lot of theories that have been put around um, roughly around nine or 10 uh, guys who have washed up in the same exact way in Massachusetts. And that's Mm. something that's been, uh, you know, at the 
forefront of my mind uh, for a long time because I, I even vaguely, I didn't know, but I had met once through another friend, one of those guys. Mm. Um, and it's just an interesting set of occurrences that have happened here. And they're always the same type of guy, always go to these prestigious colleges that are in the area. Same story. Everybody leaves a bar without a coat and walks home in the exact opposite direction, winds up in the wall. It's very suspicious. So, mm. yeah, that's something that um, has, has intrigued me for, for quite a while. And integrating that into the story and applying that to a couple of other different things I wanted to play with um, for a feature. And I'm so ready to get this movie off my plate and out and just done with it and and have people check it out finally and we did as of maybe what four weeks ago shoot like the last of it there was a little bit extra i didn't share that i had to shoot that i had to adjust my appearance for that i could not shoot Mm. with everything else but it's over it's already done really wrapped we're wrapped 100 oh nice yeah so that'll be later this year and that'll be Good to do. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap up the show here because Hans has to get back to the call center job. What are you doing again these days? Yeah, Hans? yeah, that's same thing. Oh, as always. What, what did you not have to so Sad, here. like it's not. It's I'm not right. excited yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a fucking independent movie star soon, man. Gosh, that's, yeah, that's, you gotta grow that's, that's that hair back out for that. Like, <laughs> <answers>. <laughs> All right, Jake, thank you so much for making time to chat about true crime and Ted K. It's always great having you on. Thanks, lads. Always fun. Uh, last time we had you on was episode 101. This is 201. So, wow. Uh, yes. Man. We've done 100 episodes in a year. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Hopefully we'll be on 301. Yeah. I've got so lazy. <laughs> I know. I overlapped you. You, start, you. you got like a head start on me by a couple of months, too. But... Uh, the, it's the docs. That's what I say. Too yeah. Busy. Well, you're, you're up to way more fun shit. We watch so many terrible movies on this show. <laughs> uh, well, maybe fun isn't the word, but, you know, interesting yeah, shit yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, that has been Movies for this week. Thank you for listening.